0: Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome into to another episode of Real Sports Talk. Hope you're all doing well. It is Thursday, September 10. And this is the first official day uh, where we will be getting NFL football. Now, a lot has obviously led up to this moment where the NFL's first test, real test in this pandemic will be trying to get their games going and of course the NFL and NFLPA have have worked very closely monitoring a lot of things a lot of data a lot of teams have had obviously shortened off seasons no preseason games we saw of course and so now we're gonna get to see how it all pans out as tonight on NBC the Houston Texans will play the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs what should be a really interesting game for a lot of different reasons and so you know a lot of things to be answered a lot of things to be figured out as I believe we will see some fans tonight in the Chiefs building but to, you know to what extent remains to be seen um, we're gonna see how the NFL does broadcasting-wise, what do they do to make this feel like a really super game? Of course, the Chiefs opening up, you know, at home, trying to go back-to-back, as every Super Bowl champion likes to do or or wants to do. And so, this game will be really, really interesting and important um, for the rest of the games coming up later this weekend. So before I get into all that, I just want to recap a couple of playoff games that happened yesterday. Toronto really uh, surprised a lot of teams yesterday. Teams, not only teams, but their fans a lot of people. A lot of people who were doubting they had a chance. Um, even I thought that Boston was gonna, you know, go ahead and, and take them down. Uh, but I mean, what a game we had yesterday, Game Six. I mean. Toronto just never gave up. They were in the game from the beginning. Um, Boston really just could not put them away. Uh, Toronto got ahead, I believe, in the third quarter. Yeah, we just saw back and forth the game. I mean, a lot of great shots towards the end of this game. I mean, Kyle Lowry, Anobi, I mean, really special from the floor. Uh, Noby had a big three. Uh, you saw Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart really show up for the Celtics. This game was just back and forth. A lot of situations were, were there for both teams to win and capture the series, but... It really just came down to execution and Kyle Lowry and Toronto's uh, resiliency. They just never gave up. They kept fighting. And Lowry, with his ability to draw offensive fouls late in that game, you know, stripping the ball, Jalen Brown, it's just, Lowry played so much last, last night. I mean, Toronto's, I think him, Siakam, He played almost over 50-some minutes. I mean, they needed every effort of Kyle Lowry's points. He had, I think, over 30 points yesterday. And the biggest shot that he made was a step back over uh, Kemba Walker with some ticks left. That really put the game away in second overtime. Both teams shot the ball well to a certain extent. In Boston case what really did them in in this game was just were not able to get a whole lot from Kemba Walker Kemba Walker only had five points and that's not gonna get it done he was outplayed by Kyle Lowry his shot wasn't falling I think he was two of eleven from the court and so they just did not have it going okay Kem- you know Kem- Kemba Walker did not have it going Tatum played fine, had 29 points. But in a game which was unpredictable, I mean, Jalen Brown shot the ball 30 times yesterday. That's a high number of shots for Jalen Brown. He's a good player. He had his moments yesterday. But he only made, like, less than half of those shots. And Boston's problem right now or what's been going on the past few games is that they're not able to shoot well at stretches. It disappears, and they they need to fix that quickly. Because now heading to a game seven, I mean Boston really has to do a better job of having balanced scoring and adequate shots for everybody. I think Tatum should have taken more shots. Obviously, not saying that Brown's not a great player in his own way, but You know, you can't expect him to be the one to carry the load offensively. He's capable of doing that for sure, but, you know, you want to see Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker be those guys to really take it home. Now, I'll give Kemba credit because he made some nice passes, and so, you know, not an overly bad game from him, but... Just shooting wise it wasn't there. Boston starting five, when they all score, they usually win most of those games. And Campbell was the only one who really had who didn't really score. He's got a bounce back in game seven. That's the key for Boston. They need they need him to be the one facilitating playing the way he was playing in game two and in game five. Toronto really responded. I mean, Nick Nurse with all the adjustments and coaching situations. I mean, he was just putting guys in right positions to succeed. Siakam had an okay game. Um, The guys who really stood out in this game were Kyle Lowry, Anobi. Norman Powell had a big game yesterday. I mean, he um, he really stepped up in key situations yesterday. And so, just seeing how he was playing yesterday off the bench for Toronto. I mean, they just out-hustled the Celtics and out-screwed them at the end. And that's a championship team that, you know, believe in themselves, never count themselves out. And they just kept scrapping and kept fighting. And now they're in a position where all the pressure really is on the Boston Celtics. They've been in this situation before against Miami, that's not Miami, Cleveland. And so, can they respond? Can we see Boston win a Game 7 against Toronto? Because Toronto, you know, they they threw their best shot in Game 6, I believe. And not to say that in Game 7 they won't play even better, but, you know, Siakam's had a tough series all series long. And so... You know, Boston really wants to win this game in Game 7, their defense has to be much better. And they've got to do a much better job of limiting Kyle Lowry because he's the one who's just really taking on Toronto. He's, he's put, on their, uh, he put his team on the back of the last couple of games, and he's been exceptional. So I expect him to play really, really well in Game 7 as well. But I think for Toronto... You know, I don't know if they're going to be able to get that same kind of performance from Anobi and Powell. I think Siakam's going to have to really make some shots on in Game 7. He's got to play much better than he did last night. If Toronto has any shot of, of winning this series. But hey, we get another Game 7, which is exciting. This is the third Game 7 I think we're seeing in the playoffs. Third or fourth, maybe. So, hey, it's great. It's exceptional. Um things to see. Uh, This series had the potential to be great when it started. We didn't really know where it would go from here, but you know, it made its way to a game seven. And now we're gonna see, can Boston win under pressure? Can they be that team that wins under pressure when they have everything going against them? Because Toronto's gonna bring the fight. You know that Nick Nurse is gonna get these guys ready for a game seven. They know how to handle this kind of situation. It's pressure-packed. So, you know, how well will Boston respond? Will they play well defensively to win this game? That's the key. The other game yesterday that took place, which I really didn't watch a whole lot because I just did not think it was going to be a game that Denver would win, Clippers and Nuggets in game uh, three or four, I believe. Four, probably. Um, Denver really never found their offense. It's the kind of story of the game. They never found their offense as the Clippers were just kind of raced out the gate, really leaned this game from the get go. I mean, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Morris and those guys, they just outpaced the Nuggets. Defensively, the Clippers were just. Much better. This is the way they, this is the way the Clippers want to play. They want to be able to have the lead, lock you up defensively, limit your shots. And so Jamal Murray is just not having the kind of production that he was having, obviously, in the previous series. And that comes down to the matchup. Clippers have excellent guards in Paul George, Pat Beverly, um, Jackson, Lou Williams. So overall, as much as the Joker, you know, Nikola played yesterday and he played well. I mean, it's just not going to be enough. Because Denver needs their supporting cast to play better. They didn't play well enough early in that game. Which is why they, could, you know, they had played much better early on. They could have maybe made this a series or a game actually towards the end. But Kawhi was just too much. The uh, Clippers, I think, out-rebounded them, had more assists. Uh, turnovers for Nuggets were, were there as well. So not an impressive effort by the Nuggets. Um, they're going to have to find something down 3-1 now. Um, now Murray is due for a game, I think, like 30-plus you know, points. But, you know, he's having a tough time right now getting his shots going. And, of course, just the bench of the Clippers continues to show show up here here and there so the Clippers are looking a little bit more uh, well-rounded a little more organized in how they're playing Um, remains to be seen how much things will change going forward because we know that they're capable of playing good defense and scoring like this but you know when it comes to the matchup against the Lakers potentially which I hope they will be you know if the Clippers have a stretch where they kind of get out hustle, and out-dominated around the, the, the boards is where the, where I, I worry for the Clippers because they can rebound well at times, but when they don't rebound, they don't get out in transition and stop the half-court, you know, you know, Denver hasn't been able to take advantage of that, of, of their, of their you know, down low in the paint sometimes. A guy like LeBron, obviously, we know LeBron AD can really dominate inside, so... You know, Denver, in the case, only Georgia can, you know, he, he can only be the one to, like, really attack inside. And so, I think Denver is not going to go down that easily in the next game. I mean, hopefully it'll be a more competitive game, but the Clippers look well on their way to winning this series and waiting for the Lakers in the next round. So, uh, something to watch out for is, you know, how well can Murray and Georgia play can they get, can they finish a game? Can they, can they execute? Because a good argument can be made that in game three, they were playing really, really well. They could not execute down the stretch. And so that's what it comes down to for the Nuggets. All right, so now that brings me now to the NFL season opener tonight. We have the Houston Texans traveling to the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a rematch, obviously, from the divisional playoff matchup last year. Texans had a 24 to nothing lead over the Kansas City Chiefs. And then we know what happened the rest of the game. The Chiefs outscored them, scoring 40 some points or so. And they came back and ended up advancing to the interchangeable game where they beat Tennessee. And then they won the Super Bowl against the 49ers. So, this offseason, like I said, has been very, very interesting teams haven't had their usual practice schedule, preseason games, their conditioning. The Texans have made a series of moves that are just really head-scratching as Bill O'Brien has tried to make this team a bit more younger, get them more flex, you know, for the cab, of course, the NFL cab, and he's just try to give them more flexibility with the cab, and Now, Bill O'Brien has been there, I don't know how long, probably four to six seasons, maybe. And the thing with Bill O'Brien is is that he's had a winning record in most of his seasons. But the problem with the Texans is that they don't have enough, as usual, to win a championship. And so, these past years or so, they've been led by Bill O'Brien and... You know, Deshaun Watson, who is just so underrated and a star in his own way. And so Deshaun Watson has been there, you know, carrying this team on his back time and time again. And because of his ability to throw the football and make plays, they've been able to win a lot of games. Now, the thing with Bill O'Brien is that it comes down to winning, and since he's been with the Houston Texans, they really haven't made it all the way to the conference championship game or the Bowl appearance. They made the postseason. They played in a bunch of wild card games, and they were fortunate to play against teams like Oakland and Cincinnati, which were easy to beat. But they could never really beat the Patriots, or they could never really win a game that is supposed to win. See, a good argument could be made that you know that playoff game last year when they were up twenty four to nothing. Bill O'Brien, you know, as the Texans were off to a fast start with a touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins and a couple of scores. I mean Bill O'Brien, his his in game decision making became really erratic at times and one of the examples was I think they went for it, I think they tried a fake punt on a fourth and ten or something like that. And I gave the Chiefs, like, a ball, like, right in the middle of, like, you know, the field or something like that. Like, you know, so Bill O'Brien, at times, does not think right. (laughs) Hard to say that about a coach, but, you know, he hasn't been able to do a good job of situation football at times. And so, you know, the Texans, they've had very minimal playoff success. And... Like I said, they've been able to win because of Deshaun Watson. The only reason why they won a playoff game last against Buffalo. Because of Deshaun Watson's ability to escape and make throws under pressure. Now they traded away DeAndre Hopkins. That still, to me, I don't get it. I I think a lot of fans, a lot of people don't understand it. You know, you don't trade someone of that talent. Of that caliber, who's been so productive time he's been there for Houston I mean he's been tremendous every kind of pass you throw he can catch it he's been exceptional of always getting open making tough catches he's been so efficient the problem with Bill O'Brien is that you know he wants to do things his way and he is the GM slash president or something along the lines he just has full control of this roster and so now he's made some deals which have improved them in some respects. But, you know, will it all work? Can it can it all materialize into winning? That's the key. They traded for Laramie Tunzel, offensive tackle. Great offensive tackle. They locked him up in the offseason for a, a deal. So, you know, they've done a much better job of protecting Deshaun Watson. That's something that... Bill O'Brien focused on. Deshaun Watson had some injuries and stuff going on before. So, offensive line wise, they've been able to play much better with Tunzel in the lineup. And so, you know, he made, he gave up some draft picks for that. And then for the DeAndre Hopkins trade, I mean, he could have got much more in return. I think the haul that he got from Arizona. It could have been much better. I mean, getting David Johnson is great. A draft pick here and there. But, you know, how well will these draft picks, how will these things play out remains to be seen. Hopkins wanted a extension on his existing contract. I think he had two or three years left on his deal. And I think he wanted to be the highest paid receiver or among the top. And Bill O'Brien decided not to do that. He decided to take the cost savings route and try to be more flexible. So they added, I think, Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks, who's been often injured a lot, and, you know, Will Fuller is back. So Texans have a group of receivers now that are, they're good, they're a bit speedy, but they're not taking up so much of the salary and they're not being paid excess of dollars, and I think that's the thing with Bill O'Brien is that you know, he's tried to be Bill Belichick in some kind of ways, but you know, no one can ever be Bill Belichick in the way he coaches and way he thinks, and so, you know, Texans have a group of guys that are they're good on the receiver end, you know, they have some guys who can really play well, can get separation and, and use their speed. But the production that Hopkins had, I don't see the Texans replicating that. With this group that they have right now, it's really hard to say what they're going to do with this with this you wide know, receiving corp. Now, J.J. Watt is back fully healthy. He's been one of the best players in the game defensively for a period now. And he's gone through his injuries, of course. And you just hope that he still has a lot left in his tank. As this defense might be better, but... You know, it remains to be seen how well like the addition of of Cunningham on the linebacker end will help this defense. They may be better in some areas, but this all comes down to Deshaun Watson. And now Watson finally got like an extension on his deal. He got I think a four-year, 160 million dollar extension on his deal. So you know, Watson is there for the long term. He is committed to leading this team to the playoffs to winning a championship and you know there's a great article on ESPN about Deshaun Watson and his journey and what he's looking to prove and you know he's a great guy great leader and I think that he's gonna have to play extremely well this season to overcome a lot of things because the Texans the talent that they had Hopkins going and not having him now I mean, it may impact Watson to a certain degree because he doesn't have a reliable target. The only thing is that you know, Texans have tried to add some pieces now. They've been they've been in the middle of the AFC South race for a while. And they have the ability to win games. So it comes down to can Bill O'Brien execute. And I think this is the year that the Texans don't make the postseason, if they don't win I don't think winning a play, one playoff game is enough for the Texans. If they can't make it to the conference championship game, and I don't think they will, but if they don't make it to the conference championship game, if Bill O'Brien does not get this team to the postseason, like he did last year, he's being fired. It's plain and simple. Because you know he's been there for a while. A lot of players have come and gone from the Texans. And if he can't win this season, if he can't get them back to the postseason, he's going. Simple on that. So, this game tonight against the Chiefs, um, it's a long way to determine his future for sure. This is one game and, you know, not to expect too much out of it, but I'm, and just in general, I, I, in my view, I think that if he doesn't win enough this year, if they don't get to the postseason he's out as coach that's what's happening as for the chiefs you know they have most of their defensive starters returning damien williams opted out due to covid just because of you know taking care of his family and so they have um clyde hare the lsu running back rookie they drafted chiefs are loaded offensively they have pretty much the same exact team you know chris jones still leading that defense you have Chris Jones leading that defense. Tyron Matthews still there. Um, that defense is going to be elite in my mind. I think with another year experience of Spagnuolo's defense. I think they're going to be exceptionally good. Mahomes obviously got a huge deal. He's locked up pretty much for the rest of his career in Kansas City. I think a 10-year, 12-year deal. I mean, he's being paid, like, the lar- he's the largest contract in NFL history. He's has paid paying over 40 plus million. The Chiefs are trying to build a dynasty. We know that they have talked about it this off season, here and there, and Chiefs have what it takes. They have a quarterback who's 25 in his prime of his career. Tyreek Hill is there. McCole Hardman is there. Travis Kelsey is there. They have a loaded team offensively, and... The key for the Chiefs is, you know, can they keep that pressure, that momentum going? And what I mean by that is that we all know that after a Super Bowl winning season, the team usually has some struggles. They they make it back, but they're not able to finish. But they get kind of cut short. So, in the Chiefs' case, they're going up against an improved division, obviously. The Chargers and the Broncos. You know, so the Las Vegas Raiders. So there's a lot of things to expect from their division, but I think with Mahomes, we just want to see him continue to play well. Continue to to, to show us his his arm talent, his ability to make plays. Andy Reid still has a lot of coaching left in him. The Chiefs are built, score a lot of points. And I think in tonight's game, I think we're going to see the Chiefs really come out and score score often, I believe. Now, it may take some time because as both teams are going to be trying to adjust to this. Obviously, there were no preseason games this year due to COVID and you know, you just hope that guys just stay healthy and upright on the field as you know, live contact and live hitting and all that going to play a factor. I think for the Chiefs, they need to really try to get a running game going. Because without Damien Williams now, you know they rely on a rookie running back, and they have one more running back that I'm forgetting the name. But the Chiefs are going to try to run the football, probably to a certain extent, because they have to get some version of a running game go along with Patrick Mahomes. That was a big thing for last year, so I think the Chiefs have the talent to really make it back to the Super Bowl. It comes down to how well can Patrick Mahomes play? Can he be much better with the football? And what I mean by that is that you know he he did have you know a couple of interceptions in that Super Bowl last year. And so if Mahomes can keep slinging it well and getting guys going early on, then the Chiefs will be one of the best offenses in the league this year. Obviously, the first game hopefully goes off. Really, really well. You hope all players just are healthy. Don't have anything happen to them after the game or before the game. Um, and you just want to see. We just want to see football. I mean, I love football. This time of year, football is, is gets going. We're hopefully gonna have a lot of games this weekend. Now we don't know what's gonna happen with in terms of like protest or kind of demonstrations by players. It remains to be seen how well. That will be done. I think the NFL is prepared for these circumstances. You hope they are prepared for these circumstances because you know we saw what happened with the players what they, in the NBA, what they did, and that was important to do. So with the NFL players, follow the same thing. Something to watch out for, you know. And if games do somehow do have to stop or or kind of be pushed back, you know, what will the NFL's plan be? You know, how will they operate under this kind of situation? So, football is back tonight. Hopefully, we'll get it going on time. Hopefully, there'll be no issues. We pray that everything goes well on both teams involved. Everybody plays a good game, gets gets their, you know, action going, gets their, get their feeling back. I think Mahomes and Watson will have a nice matchup tonight. I think this game will be close probably in the first half, but I think the Chiefs will probably pull away in the second half, as I think that Deshaun Watson is probably going to come out playing really, really well early on, and I think we'll see a closer game at the first half. But I think the Chiefs defense is going to cause some turnovers in the second half because I think their defense is just much better, and I think Watson not having, you know, Hopkins obviously getting used to his receivers. And their chemistry, I think it will struggle in the second half. So, I expect the Chiefs to win. I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I see the Chiefs winning this game just due to their defense uh, making some some key plays uh, down the stretch of the game. So, definitely tune in to NBC tonight to see the Texans and the Chiefs battle it out, and then. At the same time, I think we'll be seeing some basketball games going on as I think the Lakers and Rockets will play tonight in Game 4. Um, so should be a fun night, um, exciting night to see some games on for basketball and, and obviously the NFL season opener. So definitely check it out, and I will be back breaking down Texas and Chiefs in the episode coming up tomorrow so have a nice day guys um don't, don't let the dull weather uh uh bother and you, affect your mood just stay good stay up up and beat and uh, check out the action tonight as we finally get football back and we should definitely enjoy it and appreciate it and hopefully things will go as planned and we'll get to see some, get to see some great action some great touchdowns and more things around the sports pool that will be happening today as well. So have a nice day guys.